Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. Kenny, today we are looking at chapter 11, which is called Winning and Sports, which can seem like it's out of place in a book about love. Why would you include a chapter about winning in sports in a book about love? Well, you know, a lot of this came from, I learned most of what I've learned early on um, as an athlete. So the cool thing about athletics is it's like life in a bottle, just meaning that, you know, you, you, you face a challenger and, and there's a specific time this all happens. And, and within that is all the fear, um, all the pride, you know, all the envy, all, all the everything that, that life presents us with but never forces us to make a decision in this moment about something or whatever so in athletics like it's like right now and then you then you go apply it and then you either fail or you succeed you know you either you either accomplish the thing or you 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 know it's winning or defeat one or the other and then you learn from it and so you know I was as I'm learning this you know the story where Tammy was started writing fear was eating my lunch as an athlete trying to win and winning was everything to me. And and looking back, I could say I'll spare you the whole story because we've already talked about a, a lot of it. it's all in the book and everywhere else. But but after I find my way through all of this, and then finally my dream comes true, and mainly because of a heart change in me that helped me overcome fear, then what I start what I realized in the end is that all this time um, I was playing to win. I was guaranteeing that fear would rule my life because if I play to win, if, if I play to win, I'm going to be led by fear because anything less than winning is not enough. And and so why I do what I do is what really reveals my heart. And so because I played to win, if I didn't win, I was crushed and I was defeated. But I, I felt like I mean, who doesn't want to win? And I don't, there's nothing wrong with wanting to win. But when winning is the most important thing to you, then fear is going to lead is going to lead your life. And so, as an athlete, that's what happened to me. There was nothing I could do to overcome that fear. Then I get to this place where I surrender because I have no more left to give. All of these things, and. And I decide, never mind winning, never mind the gold medal, Lord. I just want to do the best that I can for you. And this time that I'd have been more afraid than I'd ever been in my entire life. And what happens? For the first time, I'm not afraid. And then my the fruit takes like yeah. So the fruit takes care of itself. The dream comes true. And in hindsight, so in the beginning, all of this was about athletics to me because I'm trying now I'm going out trying to tell other athletes, I'm like, listen, man, you're playing for the wrong reason. You really are, you know, and, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't want to win. You know, we should want to win. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the most important thing to us, then we're going to use these people around us to accomplish our mission. It's about me. And then I start burning down all the houses that I live in. You know, we've talked about some of these stories along the way in the podcast with different athletes and, and things. So so what do you what do you do? And what I found was. First of all, what you do is you need a higher calling than winning. Winning is a fruit. It's not a root. And it is not within your control. It's a fruit, meaning that 
you don't control whether or not you win. I can't tell you how many. We've all seen this in professional sports. I can't tell you how many athletes I competed with that were far better than me, that were the best I'd ever known in the sport, and they never won a championship. You know, just something went wrong. At the, I mean, there's just there's so many variables at play. And so, but we all say, you can, somebody asked me, you know, you're going to win? Yeah, I'm going to win. Heck yeah, I'm going to win. I'm crushing everybody, you know? And all these things, all these things lead me to being led by fear and playing to win compared to, man, to get to this place where somebody asked me if I'm going to win, I'm like, I have no idea. You know, I really don't. I'm here to give all I have, you know, for God, my teammates, my girlfriend who support me all this way, all these people around me, then fear loses its grip and you really find your full potential. And this plays out in athletics all over the place. You know, I mean, I try to talk to, I talk to a lot of local high schools and all. There's so much pressure on the coach because everybody in the community is win, 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 win. And everybody's asking coach, you walk around with these coaches, man, everybody, hey, hey coach, we're going to win this weekend? We win, win, win. So what happens to coach if he's not careful he starts playing. He's like, I, I got a job. I got a family to feed. We're working our tail off. I'm going to lose my position. I need to move up the ladder, all these different things. So he starts fighting to win. And what happens whenever, if that's his position and his kids are messing, mess, makes a mistake, they rip them to pieces. They come down on them like a, a sledgehammer and they're crushing their own team. So they're setting themselves up for failure compared to, if coming to this place, it is not. It's so hard. I think the hardest part is is the faith to trust God, and to say, Lord, win or lose. If I'm the coach, win or lose, help me be a leader and a servant and a teacher to these to these kids that are playing with me or playing for me. If I'm in a business, Lord, whether we fail or we succeed, help me to serve the people around me and help them to be the best that they can be. And so, so that's how, I mean, sports, you say, how do sports get into love? I would say that, that loving teams are the hardest to beat. Loving athletes in sports are the hardest to beat. They're not undefeatable. The bad news is fear does, does motivate people. So, I mean, you, you, there's, I would say the majority of, coaches or bosses or they lead with fear they scream holler cuss yell and no glue in your seat you'll be off this team all of these things i mean they're absolute tyrants and they end up winning some using this fear as leverage but what happens is they they hurt everyone around them like no one's choosing to follow him the only people that stick with that coach are the they're there for the money they're there for the clout. They're there to win. They're there for something else. And so if you're, if my teammate is messing up, making me look bad in front of my tyrant coach, I'm dropping my teammate in the grease too. So everybody, they may win sometimes, but everybody gets destroyed along the way. But if you can find – and the beautiful thing is I say you're starting to see in athletics some really loving leaders rise up, and they're, and they're very hard to beat because when you have this whole team – that's that is there for a higher purpose for a greater calling for each other they'll die for each other out there on that field it's like you know what to win i'll give this much until i think i can't win anymore and then i fold and then i come undone and then i pull my whole team down and then i throw stuff everywhere and then i do all these things but if if it's not about winning if it's about 
my teammates and about God and all that I have and the example and that I can be to anyone, the influence I could have, if it's about these things, then man, it's like until the last second, it's all that you have. Well, you don't even, like, I'm not even interested in the school board. Does that make sense? It does. And if you've ever played for a team that has been led by a coach that utilizes fear, then when you go out on the field, you're scared to death to make a mistake. Right. So now you're not focusing on your job. You're focusing on, I can't make a mistake. Yeah. So you can't be at your full potential. Completely distracted. Mm-hmm. Like so distracted. I, I mean, really, you know, it, you if you have two teams that are anywhere nearly physically capable to each other, one's a loving team, one's a fear-led team, the loving team is going to win just the vast majority of the time because of exactly what you're saying. They're just, they're totally... You're not distracted, but man, when you're playing for the tyrant, I mean, it's if wins, win, wins in my mind, what I'm supposed to be doing, the fundamentals go out the window. Yeah, so if it's baseball, you're going up to bat trying not to strike out rather than trying to hit the ball. That's exactly right. You're scared of striking out. Right, yeah, or I'm going to crush this ball, you know, instead of paying attention to the pitch, which, you know, which great example, right, is um, World Series, I don't remember the year, I don't even remember the two teams. I remember the batter. It was Lance Sparkman, and he had played for the Astros forever, and now he had moved on. might have been the Cardinals, whoever. He's playing for another team now. So they're in the World Series, and it's – I don't remember what game it was. and But basically, here's what's going on. Lance is up to bat. There's two outs. There's a runner on second, and they're down by a run. It's the last inning. Right, so Lance is in this position, but when you, when he came up to bat, he was just clutch his whole career. I never knew why he was so clutch. I didn't know anything about him. Just everybody just knew, man. If if Lance comes up and it's clutch, he might get a hit. You know, he probably gonna get a hit. You know, so anybody else in this situation, World Series, the pressure of all that, he comes up to bat, runner on second, two outs. You need a base hit. You can't get out. You know, and, and you need to drive this guy in, and the pressure that comes with that. And I've seen, we've all seen it so many times. It's like almost a guaranteed strikeout, you know, or whatever goes on there. But when you see Lance walk out there, like, uh oh, you know, and so he gets in there, he gets two strikes on him. So now he's down two strikes, two outs, runner on second, World Series on the line. They can't lose another game. Lance gets a base hit, man, up the middle. And you're just like, you know, everything goes nuts. They come back to win the game, they're going to win the World Series. But, after that game, the reporter's talking to Lance, and he's going, Lance, and this is what I want you to get, okay, because this is where I was forever, and this isn't just athletics. It's everything in life. And this, but this is what the reporter is, and I, I, and I can't wait for this moment because I want to know what Lance was thinking because at this time, I'm understanding what love is. I'm, I've, I've, I've come to understand these things. I understand what you were just talking about, that if I'm playing to win, how distracted I am and how less capable I am. But if I set winning aside and, and I have a higher calling that I can remain sound-minded, not have the fear, you know, so so I'm like, man, I want... So sure enough, they ask, these are the questions. He, he asked the perfect questions, this reporter. So he said, he comes in and he says this. He says, Lance, and, and this guy's late in his career, never won a World Series. I don't think he'd ever even been to one. So it's everything. You, can't, you can just imagine, you know, that long of a career and everything else means so much to him. So reporters like Lance, it's ninth inning, two outs. You got a runner on second. 
you, you drive him in, y'all can tie this game, maybe go on and win it. If you don't, it's over. The dream's over. What were you thinking? And I'm thinking, as soon as he says that, I'm thinking, it goes through my mind, if, he's, if he was thinking everything you just said, he strikes out. Like, literally, okay? He's so distracted, you know, and I've, I've been there. I've played a lot of baseball. I was a ski jumper. So I, in those situations, that's exactly what was going through my head. Two strikes, runner on second, two outs, you know, all this pressure. I have to get it done. And in, my, in my mind, I'm just like, I'm going to crush it or, uh, you know, I'm going to kick it as hard as I can if it's the ramp, whatever it was, and it always blew up in my face. This is what Lance said, and this is why he got the base hit. He said, I wasn't thinking about any of those things. He said, I was aware I already knew the best hitters in baseball are going to get a hit one out of of, uh, 30% of the time at best, right? One out of three trips to the plate. And I I knew that coming in. I was hoping I could get a base hit. But this is what he said he was thinking about. Instead of thinking about all that other stuff, he said, I was watching the pitcher's hand. And I'm like, what? You know, think, think about what's going on here. Lance is not even in that world. World Series, two outs, man on second. He knows that, but he's exited that. I'm watching the pitcher's hand, and I'm trying to pick it up as early as I can. And he said when, whenever, when he delivered the ball, I knew it was going to be this inside fastball, whatever it was he threw. I don't even remember. And he said, I knew the only thing I could do with that was try to fight it off for a base hit up the middle. And, man – I got the hit. And I'm just going, holy cow. Because that that is the fundamentals that we abandon when we're playing to win. Because I'm just telling you, me, most of my life, and most athletes in that same situation, they're not, that's not what they're thinking. They're thinking, I'm crushing this ball. Just fire it in here. Let me have it. And you totally abandon everything you spent your whole life training to do of, of calming down instead of getting all fired up and saying, hey, watching the pitcher's hand. So love in our lives, we're not all athletes, but we're all in these same kind of situations. Everything's on the line, and it all comes down to me. What am I going to do? And what I'm tr- I guess what I'm trying to say is stop playing to win. I know that sounds crazy, and it's not, this is not a cop-out, and it's not an easy way out. It's a harder way out. Because you have a higher calling. Your life is not about you. It's not about winning. It is so much bigger and so much more important than that. Important than that. It's about God and it's about others. It's about the difference your life can make in someone else's life. What you do for yourself dies with you. But what you do for God and others lives on. And so so it's the love and our fear never lives. Love never dies. So, and so we have to die to ourselves, abandon ourselves to get here because I want to win. I want to win so bad. And, and so I have to set that aside. And then when I do, winning can take care of itself, which is the fruit. I don't control the fruit. I give myself the – so Lance, I would say Lance didn't know he was going to get the base hit. He gave himself the best possible chance to get one. And I wonder if that pitcher was thinking two strikes, all I got to do is fire, get this down the middle, and he forgot to hide his hand. 
You know, he's like, I don't know. Maybe maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But I'm just saying that's so so it's the fundamentals of baseball. Hey, forget to on football, whatever it is. I'll share one more example with you because I think another baseball example and another great, great example. And I don't remember these two teams either. Um, if you're listening, you know baseball, you'll know who it was. But um, David Ortiz is playing in the World Series with his team. They're playing against another team. One of the unique things about how this, if you watch this, and you, t- you listen to what I'm talking about. The greatest athletes in the world, when everything is on the line, are usually still led by fear. In other words, they're, they're playing, they want to win so bad, their performance actually goes down. If you look at the batting averages in World Series, now we need to account for the fact that we're facing some of the best pitchers in the league, but we also have the best hitters in the league. So in this World Series, both teams' batting averages as a whole were like 150, you know, 150, 160. They're both doing terrible. One of the teams is up two games to one. Or two, or they're ahead in the series. And this other team that Ortiz is playing for is getting crushed. And their leadoff uh, – I think it's a leadoff hitter, or second – or number two hitter. This guy has got the leading batting average for the whole season and, and in the league, but he's 0 for 9 in the World Series. He can't get a hit. And they're struggling, struggling, struggling. They got a man on second. And then David Ortiz calls – if you're watching this, you'll remember this – He he calls a meeting in the dugout, not the coach, a player, which, by the way, David was batting 800 in this World Series. He's the only reason they were still in it. The whole team was, was dead. Ortiz is batting 800, and this guy that was leading the team for the season is batting 150. So he calls this meeting in the dugout, and the announcers, the announcer in the game, they're talking about what's going on. They're like, and we've never seen anything like this. This isn't the coach. This is a player. The whole team's gathered around him. Wonder what he's saying. Wonder what he's talking about. And then another announcer says, man, uh, we know what's going on here. He's trying to pump his team up. And as soon as he said that, I'm thinking, no, he's not. He's trying to calm them down. He, 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 he's calming them down. They're already pumped up. See, an athlete, in athletics, in sports, in life, when it's all coming down to me, I always want to pump myself up because I want to win. But what I really need to do is calm myself down. Okay? I mean, I'm as prepared as I'm going to be. I need to calm down. I mean, just think about a, a surgeon. I mean, you want your surgeon, before he goes in to operate on you, getting pumped up, playing some loud music, running all over him? No. I need this guy focused and paying attention. Right? And so all these guys are, anyway, Ortiz talks to him. They have their huddle come out. This guy hits a two-run home run. And they break up in the World Series. They win the World Series. But they ask Ortiz after the game. They're like, David, what was going on in that? Like, you had that meeting with the team, and the whole team turned around. And everything changed, and now y'all are you're killing it, you know, all that. And, and um, this is what David said. He said, man, I'm just trying to calm them. He literally said, I'm trying to calm the guys down. He said, I told them, look, man, they're throwing strikes. We can hit strikes. Like, like, just relax. You know, go back to the ballpark. You know, I mean, just relax and play ball, guys. I mean, they, he, and I'm thinking, he just said, they're throwing strikes. We can hit it. And so he calmed his team, but he brought them back to earth. And he said, look, and I, I would say he was saying, look, man, don't worry about all this other stuff. Just get up there and go back to the basics. Go back to the fundamentals. And so you say, what does athletics have to do with love? Um, I guess what? Love works in athletics, and then love is the most fundamental, basic, like it's, it is the floor. If we get love wrong, 
everything else breaks in time. Doesn't matter if it's athletics, our families, our businesses, everything we do, if we get that foundation wrong, eventually it all comes undone. We get love right. It's not easy. But over time, it gets better and better and better and better. We get love wrong. It just only gets worse from here. I don't care how, what you try to apply, what kind of counseling you get, well, all this other stuff. Until we get the foundation right, we're, we're sitting on a house of sand. The, the tower you build it, the harder it's going to fall. So fundamentals is what got me off into all of this as an athlete. You know, learn because I, I, I had abandoned all my fundamentals early on, and I had to tear it all down and start all over. And it was it was hard and it was humbling. Um, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And then Tammy teaching me the fundamentals of life being love. And when those two things came together, it changed my whole life. And so it's a matter of all these years later trying to uh, tell everybody, get this part right and mm-hmm. all that hard stuff. Yeah, it gets a lot easier. It's not easy, but it, get, it gets easier as you go instead of harder, 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 harder. It's the right fight. That's right. You mentioned in that, in chapter 11, if I give my all for God and others, then win or lose, love rules my life. Yeah. And that's, that's right. And in the end, you know, I won, um, 20 something years ago and for probably five years, I didn't go to bed one night that I didn't go look at that metal, you know, and whatever, um, and but but I don't know, man. I probably looked at it a couple of times in the last five years. Um, winning isn't everything; it's really not. The journey is so important. But what what I learned along the way and in the journey about love and um, it fills my life every day, every day. And so um, you got a higher calling than winning. I'm not letting you off the hook. I'm putting you on it. You really got a higher calling than winning. Let winning take care of itself. Get love right. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. All right. Well, until next time, trust God's word no matter what. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.